Oh, so you know what? Uh, before we do get started, everybody in chat. So the way this is going to work, because it's our first podcast live. Way to go. Uh, is that everybody else is going to not look at chat. They will record this podcast like a normal podcast where we're all just talking to each other. I will be in chat with you guys responding to you, um, but we won't actually talk to you again until the break uh, between the what we've been playing segment and the party topic segment. So uh, we're not ignoring you or anything like that. Yeah, we are. Uh, we just think the I mean, conversation. Well, they are. They are. Yes. <laughs> um, it's going to be hard for me but... to ignore because I can still see it on my screen, but it'll be fine. Uh, on Streamlabs, I think you can click the arrow that uh, that you normally move to change the size of it, and it'll just go to the side. Oh, completely. God. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> I got you. I'll pull it, uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll pull we, it back up later. We think it'll uh, be a little smoother if uh, if most of us aren't looking at chat, so we're uh, able to talk like normal humans no tentacles no weird mind stuff normal humans yep good thing you didn't say robo lepathy no parasites i mean i'm not a robot (laughs) (laughs) yeah good thing (laughs) are we ready to do this thing let's do it yep what's up and welcome to party invite where we invite you to a gaming community of diverse enthusiasts your party members today are thomas egan Hey, what's up, everybody? Debbie Hill. Hello, friends. Carlos Gomez. That's me. And I'm your party <laughs> leader, Chris Mowry. As usual, we'll talk about what we've been playing. And our party topic today is gaming at the end of the world. Ooh, mysterious. Mm. Carlos, what the hell have you been playing? Uh, Well, I have... Uh, I'm, I'm still getting used to my uh, laptop situation which it's it's awesome if anybody is looking for an msi gaming laptop talk to me for real um <laughs> but i finished gears 5 uh finally it's it's been out for a couple of years but um it's one of those games that i started uh, in co-op co-op with my ex and just never finished because you kind of have to be in the mood for gears you know yeah and yeah. uh it's it's good. It's much better than uh, Gears 4. If if any of you guys follow uh, the Gears series, um, it did a lot of good things for character with Kate, uh, which uh, is refreshing in a hyper-masculine uh, franchise uh, with uh, Marcus Phoenix uh, in the background. <laughs> Pretty far in the background for most of this game. Uh, and uh, the, the only issue that I really had was uh, the ending, and I, I'm not going to spoil it, even though it's you know it's been out a couple of years. But uh, you actually, for the very first time, well, yeah, <laughs> for the first meaningful time, you actually get to make a story decision uh, at the end of the game, and uh, it is left on a cliffhanger, just like the last game was. Um, but you actually get to make a story decision uh, that uh, it's kind of funny. A lot of Gears faithful like talk about it on reddit and a lot of forums and stuff just being like is, is this actually canon it's like why, why would why would you make the choice at the end of a game and then the next game just be like nah that didn't happen right like, <laughs> not to say that it's never ever happened but i this... i went i've been watching a bunch of the uh uh i think it's ign has the series mm-hmm. where game devs watch speed runs of their games yeah and I, I've had it on my backlog to watch for a while. I finally watched a few of them, and they were very entertaining. Strongly recommend. 
uh, but I watched the one on Halo, the original Halo, and I learned a lot of stuff I had never heard before. Um, and one of the things they were talking about was that uh, Sergeant Johnson, who later becomes an actual character in the games, during development, apparently he was just a random Marine, and there was a chance that he would show up in one of the levels, just like any of the other Marines show up at any time. Um, and you really just know them by their voice and their personality. Uh, well, they he did well enough that they were like, oh, we have to make this guy an actual character. But or so they, so they put him in one of the levels. He shows up every single time, but he can die in that level. And I think there's even one other level where he can also die. And if you're playing on Legendary, at the very end of the game, the final like Legendary bonus you get is a cutscene of him doing something on the Halo ring, and it blows up, and he's dead. There, I mean, there's no way he survives it. But in the next game, they're like, yeah, that was fun, but like, no, he's not really dead. We were just kidding. <laughs> That's the absolute best Easter egg that Halo has, in my opinion. So, worth yeah. it completely. <laughs> uh, am, am I right to think that Dave Bautista is in Gears 5, or is he just a skin of he, somebody? Yeah, he's a, a skin... Right. Uh, He's, he's got a skin, and I think it might have been uh, a multiplayer thing, uh, specifically that he, he uh, might have had some actual lines in. But yeah, he's he's a skin for Foz, uh, which is like a character that looks really built for him anyway. But uh, Foz is uh, like this Australian gruff dude. It's just like... Wait, what? Okay, I have to get that. Yeah, down. that's what Debbie yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he has he has some he has some scruff here, and he wears uh, dark sunglasses like every single moment of the game. And so, like half of his character development is him finding his glasses on the ground and picking them back up. <laughs> like, oh, so like, like that's half of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, Gears Five was uh, was really good, but man, it actually was kind of built with co-op in mind kind of to its detriment towards the end of the game. So mm. um, I'm looking forward to the next one, but I kind of want to go back and finish it uh, with somebody else because uh, it's it's three-player and you can have one person playing as Jack, the uh, the bot that flies around with you, uh, who has like ridiculously OP uh, things that he can do. Um, but it's super good. Uh, other than that, I, I played some uh, some Rogue Company uh, and on my first time doing it on PC, I kind of fucking killed it. So I heard um, looking forward to uh, <laughs> to getting it's uh, like it's 70. It's superior control scheme or something. <laughs> but I am doing it on uh, this baby right here. But it is so much faster on PC, So, which was very surprising. Because I thought my 1X was doing just fine, but... The, I think the frames difference was a little bit extra on PC. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, today I did get in a, a few missions of Back for Blood, which we are definitely playing after this. Just, oh, I hope so. Just throwing it out there. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I, so I just far... had to finish downloading before we started recording. So I'm ready Good. to go. Uh, so far, the sniper rifle is unwieldy. The submachine gun looks to be the gun. Uh, the main assault rifle, um, it's pretty good. There's a really good sidearm shotgun, uh, but it's a two-shot. Uh, so, so the Mozambique, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it is it is pretty powerful, though. You can hit, like, five different zombies at the same time if they're clustered. So, uh, so the Mozambique definitely. after the patch, but before the patch. Yes, yeah, you're <laughs> right. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a hell of a good time. So looking forward to some more of that. It is crazy. Uh, so far, my three missions were, uh, I think, two people and a bot that were playing with me. Um, and they were, for the most part, uh, pretty good. They were trying to uh, steal all the kill all the kills, but um, you know that's that's the way Left 4 Dead always was. So it's not exactly surprising. <laughs> I will say I tried to also play this game today. Um, and the game kept crashing on me and having real bad problems where the game would crash. The sound would still be playing the music from the game and like gunfire would be happening, even though it's telling me the game is no longer running. Uh, then I found out I need to update my drivers. So I've done that. So we will see if I can actually play this game after this to be determined. It does just throw you right in and like, hey, you remember Left 4 Dead? You better, even though it's fucking 25 years old. Get ready. Um, It really does. It's like, here's the world. Uh, There's four or so people to talk to and figure out things if you really want to. But you're going to get like one line of dialogue. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's your mission. Go. Just go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like no. uh, I expected a tutorial. The campaign is out? Question mark. Do you play the campaign? You know what? I yes. guess what you're playing is the campaign. Yes, but there's in also... In my head, I was there's thinking a, of just, like, multiplayer matches that were isolated from that. Right. There's also the PvP, though, too. So there's the... Um, I think it's 4v4, so you have four survivors and four um, creepy crawly ghoulies. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the swarm mode, right? No, it's not swarm mode. It's like not? you are, like... Um, some of the bigger, the bigger. Well, I guess it might be called Swarm. I think it is. It is called something. But like I, that, was, yeah. I was. It's not like a horde yeah. thing. It's like four v four. Well, yeah, I think what you're saying. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember Gears. Gears was the first game that I played that had what I would call horde mode. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I called that That's because what it was they called. called it that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they also had. Uh, I think it was beast mode. In there, which was uh, which was the basically what this game is, what Back for Blood is. It's you play as the Gears soldiers, and these guys play as the crazy beasts. You know the whatever the bad guys were, the, all the different bad guys in that game. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying to knock on Gears of War. I just can't remember it. Um, <laughs> but I I love that mode, and I wish it would have been a little more robust. It didn't seem I I don't remember it being particularly well balanced. But who knows? I didn't spend enough time with it. But that was actually the game. Gears was the game that uh, really introduced me to horde modes, and I love that. Uh, but there's the horde mode, which I think of as the wave-based stuff, and then the beast mm-hmm. mode, which in this in this uh, example is swarm. Um, where yeah, you just like Left 4 Dead, you got the humans versus the zombies. The Zeds. And I, I watched our our friend uh, Bats. She was playing uh, about an hour ago. And, uh, oh man, she got grabbed by one person. I think she, I'm pretty sure she was playing against humans. She got grabbed by one tall boy and then just walloped by the other one. So they one two punched her and she never stood a chance. <laughs> it's very Brutal. entertaining. Uh, so more to come on Back for Blood because we're going to be playing, we'll all be playing some of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas, what have you been playing? Uh, you know, I can't believe I forgot. I, I was going to say I haven't been playing anything. I've only been playing Overwatch, even though I've been having a great time. And we've had uh, a bunch of people join up in Discord. So we've had uh, a stack of four players playing together. Um, that's been fun. I'm still trying to 
figure out how to make sure everybody has a good time. I think we just need to stop playing competitive together because that'll like, do it. Most of us are good. Like most of us are chill, and then it won't. I'm just like, this is out of control. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like we just we've been taking salt breaks where we're like, okay, we seem mad. We'll take a 15 and we'll meet back here. <laughs> Uh, and it's actually helped. Like, we kind of started it as a joke, but it's actually helped us have a better time. Uh, but besides Overwatch, uh, actually, you know what? Bef before I skip Overwatch, uh, while playing that, we've made a lot of discussions, me and my friends, uh, about Overwatch 2 and whether we're going to buy it. Um, it's a two-part thing for me, and this is all I'm going to have to say about it. It's that uh, Overwatch, uh, Overwatch's rank system is wildly flawed, and it makes it so people who, if you played the game right now, um, people will manipulate, they'll smurf is what it's called. They'll manipulate their way to the lower ranks so that they can ac absolutely crush players who aren't as good. And then they'll climb back up and then they'll intentionally lose games to, to get their rank back down. So it's a two-part thing. It means that you either have the smurf on, your t on the enemy team and they crush you and you don't have any fun. Uh, or they're on your team and they intentionally try to lose which is also not fun. But this is not a new problem, but it doesn't seem like over, uh, Blizzard wants to fix it. Why is it called they, they wanted, Smurf? Uh, because you make a brand new account that looks new. The game thinks that it's a new account. Um, the, first I mean, why, never, the first person ever did it, like their username, I think, was Smurf. I think it's the origin of the term. Okay, oh, I, was right? like, I was like, yeah, what's like, this have to do with account, I think it was. I think his name was like Papa Smurf or something like that. And so, there we checks go. out. I think that's where the origin comes from. It's something like that. I know it has something to do with the username being Smurf. Yeah, that, I just that feels imagined... like a gamer truth right there. <laughs> yeah. I just always imagined it as like, you you make the account look small, you know, S-M-O-L. Mm. Uh, like a Smurf. And you tr you're right, like a Smurf. And then you, you, you trick the game into thinking that you're small, but you're not. You're actually big. You're swole. Uh, and uh, you wreck people. Anyway, it's a, it's a terrible, <laughs> it's terrible for the health of the game. And the fact that they have made no meaningful change to fix that is problematic. I mean, a lot of the solutions that you would propose have been tried by other games, and it doesn't work. Uh, for example, Chris, if you and I played together and you were on fire the whole match, you just knocked it out of the park, and I did really bad, I think that you should get more rank-up points than me, uh, therefore making it more difficult for you to kick ass and also stay in a low rank. Um, but other games have tried that, and it doesn't. It's not as easy as that sounds. But um, that's the first problem. The second problem is that Blizzard makes the game, and Blizzard is in hot water again because, of course, they are. Um, and they're just not. They they've been on the steady decline for like six plus years, and I don't want to support them. So, like on one hand, I like Overwatch, but there are big problems with it. And do I really want to spend money to support? that company like i i don't know it's this weird dilemma because i i don't really know what to do yeah like I, I i i'm a proponent of voting with your wallet um but i don't really know what to do here the i mean the obvious answer is just don't buy overwatch 2 but it's also a game i really like enjoying with my friends um you know well it's so been it's delayed so you don't have to make that decision anytime soon right <laughs> yeah I, I haven't even looked at the release date but you're right it, it's been delayed i think a couple times um, I think it's going to officially be indefinite very soon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's walking out, so there's no one to work on the game then. Yeah. Tough yeah. times. Eesh. 
Uh, um, I've got another game I could talk about, but you could come back to me if you'd like. Sure. Um, briefly, I will say that I've been playing very little of Death's Door. Um, I kind of, I didn't hit a wall. I just hit a, I'm busy, and then started going back and would get a little farther and then stop, get a little farther than stop. Uh, then I reached this boss today that is just kicking my ass. I have, yeah. I'm still only rocking the four blips of health, which I know is not right. And I should have found more shrines by now to uh, <laughs> increase my health. Um, I'm okay with it as long as I can get through the game, you know? Uh, and I was really close to beating this boss a couple times today, but um, it just makes it a little more difficult. It just means I basically can't get hit very much or else it's, I get hit four times and it's over. So yeah, um, makes it a little more difficult. Uh, I'm doing fine until i've reached this boss this boss specifically is tough times um ooh, Chris, boy. Did, did you ever play sekiro uh, no i did not that is not my type of that is not my jam well, baby. well neither did i uh and my friend was playing that game and he basically said exactly all of you said uh he's just like man i mean you know there's some tough stuff but but i got through it you know having a good time and he got to some monkey boss some monkey oh, that no. i guess has like two phases or something and he he was like i almost deleted the game well his his wife was like maybe you should get rid of the game <laughs> <laughs> and he was like maybe because uh, he's just getting so mad at it but yeah it was funny um he just hit a wall and he said almost the exact same things that you said I, and i'm like i just did it like probably 15 to 20 times today uh, because oh, I couldn't goodness, get that's a lot. That's I couldn't, a lot of times. Uh, it's, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but uh, Carlos can attest. He heard me being like, "Mother fuck, shit." <laughs> His head might have actually hit the wall at some point. No, that was just me <laughs> on the table, just one of those. Uh, yeah, Carlos sends in Atticus, the emotional support dog. Yeah, just chill him out. Um, it was it was tough, but the, most of that game has been pretty easy going for most of it. So when I get to a challenging boss, I'm just like. Okay, stop fucking around. Yeah, yeah, stop fucking around. You know what you need to do. Hit and then retreat. And then you get greedy and you're like, no, I can hit him twice. What am I doing? And then you hit him twice and he's like, ah, and just like slaps you across the room. Um, one of those kind of deals. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, very briefly done that. And then uh, I have another game to talk about, but we'll. Uh... Ooh, well, Chris, I tell you what, uh, I know that the plan was for me to monitor chat and not uh, bring it up in the middle of the show. But our friend, Agent M83, actually mentioned Spiritfarer, which you oh, have played. I have played he that said game, in yeah. here, uh He said there's an experience like that in Spiritfarer that brilliantly teaches you a life lesson. <laughs> so, of course, that doesn't mean a lot to me, but uh, that's that, I, I love that idea of like hitting a wall and then, well, he says spoilers for Spiritfarer, so maybe we don't <laughs> do that. Um, uh, but I love that idea of... of of having an experience like that and then really coming away with it with something meaningful with the game um, because just ha like hitting a wall doesn't always mean that it's bad or that um, the game design was less than intended or anything like that um, so to see a game do that kind of thing and then have you walk away being like yeah I'm never going to forget that is pretty powerful yeah it's it's something that this game is um Definitely going to be, uh, for as of now, in my top five of the year, uh, at least. 
I mean, there hasn't been a ton out this year that I've been super into. Uh, but Dustor is really great, and I love it. Um, I don't know that it's going to stick with me like what Hyperlight Drifter did. Like it's a like that had like so much mystery, and there was no like there's a story in that game, but it's very obscure and very mysterious the whole time. And it felt like when I discovered things, it was like. I might be one of the only people that I know that's discovered this. Whereas in this game, people 100% it and they, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's really, really good. You know, Chris, I played, so you played Hyperlight Drifter. And I still haven't really played it. At some point, I would like to. Um, I still listen to the Disaster Piece soundtrack on a regular basis. You'll love the Um, Death Story soundtrack too, by the way. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I don't think I knew that. I will absolutely check that out. Uh, I remember you had beaten the game and you were like, hey, check this out with me. And I played all of like two minutes of Hyperlight Drift with you. Yeah. And uh, we're sharing the same screen, right? And you're you're kind of going moving forward. And I saw something over here and I was like, is this, what's this light up thing? Oh, I think I found a shortcut. And you're like, what? Oh, I never even saw that the first time I played. Yeah. And that right there was enough to be like, I'm sold. Like the fact that you could have loved this game this much and seen everything that you saw and then I could walk in and not only find something like have that sense of discovery myself, but also add to your experience. Like I love the layering of that, like to, to be able to experience um, that sense of discovery. Did you, so people, you said people can 100% death's door, yeah. which is clearly evident because Russ said he loved it. And then like three days after it came out, posted a screenshot of him at 100%. Yeah. Wow. Already? Yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah. quick. It's not a it's not a very long game. Uh, I just take my time and I'll play in like a couple hour chunks and then I'll play something else. You know, I just like kind of take breaks in between. But so then, is like is Death Store a game like this game's like Donkey Kong Country where you can like one hundred percent it, but then there's like extra secrets and stuff that if you complete after that, it's like one hundred and ten, one hundred fifteen percent, and like Super Meat Boy is the same way. Um, is there something that you can do after 100%ing or is 100% like the actual 100%? So I don't know because I am not at the end yet. I'm at very close to the end, but I don't actually know. There's like still a lot of things that I have seen in the world that I have not been able to interact with yet. Um, and I think I misquoted last time. I think I said I was like 75% through. I'm only like 60 something, 68% or something like that through it. Um, but... There's just a lot to there's for a game. This game only being twenty dollars is like pretty incredible what you get out of it. Um, but yeah, I know I know that like once it's over, there's other stuff I can do. Um, I just and I'm sure it's like challenge based and stuff. There's like bosses that increase your abilities that you have, like your bow and arrow or your fireball or your grapple hook or your whatever. It'll like increase those things. Like I think the fire one, like if you beat. So basically what it is is you'll go into this room and it'll it'll like say that it's based off of your fire ability. And you go in there and you have to fight a boss. And if you beat that boss, then you'll get that extra part of the ability. So the fire, instead of just being a fireball that just hits people and that's it, it'll do damage over time. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of like Mega Man. You yeah. like beat the boss and you like steal their... Right, their but these are like kind of hidden throughout the world. So like once you find them, you're like, oh, cool. Uh, something this game desperately, desperately needs is a map. It like absolutely needs a map. Some of the parts are a little too samey and you just, 
wander around in circles forever. And you're just like, God damn, just give me a map so I can go back to the places I need to go to, to figure out what I need. Or like above each of the doors, just like say what I've collected out of the things I need to collect there so that I don't keep going into things, not knowing that there's nothing there for me anymore. Oh my goodness. You know, uh, I like Chris, how Hades we, did that. Like every time you went into a room, it would tell you exactly what you would be finding in that room, like above the yeah the threshold there. Uh, when we th- this is adjacent to what you're talking about. When uh, Carlos and I went through Carrion in the brunch special two weekends ago, yeah. which was great. Everyone who's, who can hear my voice right now should go play Carrion. If you can handle, like, if you like horror and you can handle a lot of gore, because that game is. It's really very disgusting. visceral. Oh my god. Yeah, very visceral. So, so if you can handle that, it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. Um, but it's 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 a four-hour game, and it's one of the. I mean, Carlos said that it was one of his favorite experiences of last year, and it's in my top five of this year. I love still that is game. yeah yeah I love that game. Um, I wish it was longer than four hours. I wanted much more of that game. But anyway, we we got through. 90%, 95% of that game, and then we got lost because you unlock all the abilities so you can traverse and revisit the entire map. Yeah. But it wasn't clear which way was the ending, so we ended up having to look it up. Like, I straight up had to look up a video while I was streaming to be like, what, which, door, which doorway am I supposed to walk through right now? And In a game like this um, specifically, like that's a Zelda-like Mm-hmm. you want the sense of discovery that like adds to it. And if you have to look stuff up, like I've had to look a couple things up. Cause I'm just like, I have unlocked the thing. Where do I go? Because there's no map and I'm confused on where I am. Where is the door that just opened? Like I can't find mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I will just have to like quickly Google it. It's like, just put a map in there. Makes that easy. Yeah. Don't have to do that. Like, or if you That's can just tough, mark things and be like, be... I need to come back for that. That'd probably be even more difficult uh, if you had set the game down for a while, I imagine. If you're just like, I don't remember which direction I was heading. Am I supposed to revisit something? Yeah, well, I knew where I set it down is I knew I was heading towards this other boss. I think Mm -hmm. it's like the third big soul that I'm supposed to collect. I'm not 100% on that. But um, yeah, there's, there's like three big bosses you have to fight to get to this other boss thing. Uh, so there's a lot there and it just, there's all these different doors you can go in and out of. Cause there's like different areas and those are like your save points or your checkpoints. And then you can go back into the hub, upgrade your stuff, go back through the door and go on your way. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is a little, definitely. I was a little rusty in my first couple tries today. I like died on just random enemies and not a boss. And I was like, what, what is happening? <laughs> just you set it yeah. down for like a week and now now i'm getting back i'm gonna i'm gonna try to finish no, it pray to the soon. classic blunder yeah i i'm gonna try to finish it soon the other the other issue is i'm gonna be getting a playstation 5 here probably saturday seems Proud like. of you. Congratulations. so um, i'm doing the facebook marketplace thing but it seems all on the up and up and the person is being cool so we will see good. how that goes uh i am paying cool. above market price but at this point, I just fucking want one. So, yeah. and I will sell my PlayStation for recruit some of the money. It'll be fine. You mean your rocket engine? My rocket engine. That yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> It'll get. I'll clean it out before that. I won't just hand it to somebody and be like, "Good luck." 
<laughs> like it's it's so much worse in person than it than it ever has been on like a stream or anything. Oh, it's like wow. I didn't even think about oh, that. Yeah, it's it's What's so funny. The like the worst, highest frequency. The worst part uh, about it is that it does it when the game isn't trying to do anything. It's just fucking idle. Like yeah. if you're just in like not even a loading screen or anything, you're just in a menu, it just goes It's just like fucking. It's I. It's insane. Uh, it must have been I, another, I, like a dog frequency because I couldn't hear that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. When uh, when I used it, but in the like two or three months before I got a PS5, I had used an external hard drive for my PS4, which was a mistake because I lived in a place where the power went out sometimes, and the power went out sometime, and it wrecked my hard drive. Like it, the hard drive is still usable, but when I used it on my PS4 it made the PS4 make sounds. I had made it, I had heard it make new sounds when I played God of War and <laughs> it was permanently traumatized. It had the thousand year stare after it saw God of War. Uh, <laughs> but even after that, I, would, I was trying to play Apex, which wasn't even installed on my hard drive. So there was no reason that the hard drive should even be touched in the process I was using, but it made my system make sounds that were alarming. Um, and so I never plugged that thing back in and even though people tell me it's safe to use a hard drive on my PS5, I'm spooked. So, so, so Carlos oh. says it's a really crazy high-pitched noise. I'm just used to it. I'm just like, this is what it does. You know, Chris, you work in the music is. industry, so like tinnitus is, is yeah. sacrificing. Oh no, my I, I wear I wear I wear ear protection when I'm at work. So, smart man. Uh, yeah, for real. Got to. Anyway, I'm happy to hear that. Let's move forward. <laughs> yes. We're getting off on tangents here. Devi, what have you been playing? Um, well, you know, it's more of the same. They just released a big patch on Wednesday for Pokemon Unite. So I have been all up in that. They buffed a lot of the characters and they really... Remember how last week I was talking about how Gengar's a menace and shouldn't be around and I'm glad it's a ghost Pokemon because if I were alive, I would kill it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's kind of tempered, which is really nice. I mean, he's still kind of a, a curmudgeon, but um, not as big of one, you know? So he's, he's easier to handle. Um, Venusaur, the poor thing, in the before the patch was just not even worth looking at. It was just oh, yeah. sad. And Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon, so it hurts me to say that. But after this patch, oh my god, I have been on such a mad winning streak lately, just with Venusaur, um, that I might actually end up getting into Masters just with Venusaur after solo climbing with everyone else for so long. And wow. I'm really happy about that. I'm super, super happy. That's great. But they still haven't added Blastoise yet, and I'm wondering if he'll be coming next week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And absolutely got think, a top hat. <laughs> what do you think the uh, schedule... I haven't looked any of this up, so any information you give me is new information. What, <laughs> what's the release schedule? I mean, Pokemon is perfect for a MOBA because they have so much to pull from. The characters are already made. Uh, I mean, I think there are literally billions of Pokemon. I'm pretty sure that's an That checks oh, out. Yeah, that checks sure. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, when are they going to come out with new Pokemon? You know, uh, like Riot in League of Legends, if I remember, they take a long time. I mean, Overwatch takes six months to come out with a new character. Um, is that going to be a, a regular thing? Can people... Do you, do you think people can expect to see, like... My my favorite Pokemon might actually have a shot at getting in here. Or do you think they'll keep it to either, I don't know, the most popular ones or anything in between? Um, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. So I don't know what their exact release window was like, but two weeks after the game came out, Gardevoir came out. So that leads me to believe, and they already have the three Pokemon to be released first. So Gardevoir and Blastoise are actually held back from the initial release of the game because they still needed to be balanced to work on. So um, we already knew that Blastoise and Gardevoir were coming. People are expecting the third Pokemon, which is hidden. God um, of War is in this game? What? God of War is in this game? Chris, great minds think alike. I'm pretty sure I made that joke <laughs> oh on god. the episode you were off. Like, you that no, okay, I just got it. I was just god like, oh my god. I was like so confused. <laughs> oh, that's good. I really had to think about that. Um, but no, they think that the third Pokemon is going to be Clefable. Just because we've seen Clefable in the trailers, like from way back when. Um, all the announcement trailers and everything, but we still haven't seen her in the game yet. So... Um, Blastoise and Gardevoir and Clefable, um, possibly. And then I don't know what the decision process is like to add more or who they choose. Um, as we've seen from this game, you know, they have Cramorant in there. Like, who would have thought that Cramorant of all Pokemon would be in a mobile game like this? I don't even know what that is. Uh, or Crustle. Who would, who would have thought? Oh, yeah, Crustle is, is the actually one that, really strong. Like, surprisingly, I think he's the one, one that doesn't make the most sense. Is Crustle the crab? Yeah, the little lasagna <laughs> crab. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I saw. I don't know. I've never seen that Pokemon before, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad that this little chucklehead made it in here. What's you know, if, if he can make it, anybody can. <laughs> anybody can. What's the one that is the new monkey uh, that's in the newer game? He's got the stick. Uh, oh, you're talking about Grookey. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Grookey, love him. Um. Well, of the <laughs> new starters, Cinderace is the only one that's in. So I'm really hoping to see actually Rillaboom because Rillaboom is really strong in um, Sword and Shield. So, and we need more grass representation. Grass is my favorite type. So I'm already going to advocate for that anyway. You know, we have Venusaur, we have Eldegoss, who, Same. another surprising entry. Eldegoss over something like, you know, Jumpluff, which is like more remembered. Um, and is also a cotton ball Pokemon or even Whimsicott. You know, it's, <laughs> cotton ball Pokemon? Yeah. Yes, oh, literally. It's a, it's a, it's a dandel- I, it's a dandelion. <laughs> I was I was out when they introduced the little egg egg guy uh, that was like supposed to be like the new Pikachu on the show. That's where I was uh, like, ah, yeah, oh, Togepi. Oh my god, Togepi. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That was a little uh, while back. Yeah, I've heard. When I was that. when I was uh, <laughs> applying for jobs up here, so uh, the I don't know if oh Nintendo of America is based in Seattle. I think it's in Redmond, Washington. Okay, yeah, so. Basically, Seattle. It's everything. There's a ton of t- cities and towns around here. Uh, I saw a job thing for an esports coordinator, and I was like, okay, I kind of know that stuff. I could do that. And one of the things on there was like, okay, you must know Pokemon stuff. And I'm just like, all right, that counts me out. I don't know anything. Like, I famously, like, it's a meme that I kn- don't know anything about. Can Pokemon. you send me that link? Uh, I think it's filled, but yes, I can. I it won't be that. for long. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Because, uh, you know, I uh, <laughs> played the first two generations of Pokemon, and, and I'm totally out uh, ever since then. But I tell you what, um, I, I was watching I was watching Waypoint. I forget what they're even called now. I think they're called Waypoint again. I'm Vice pretty sure Gaming. they're called Waypoint. Yeah. Yeah, they went back and forth. Anyway, I was watching them play Pokemon Unite the day it came out, and uh, somebody in chat said that Cinderace is pronounced like Liberace. So it'd be like Cinderace. And I don't know if that's real, but I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I love that. It's based off of a soccer player. Like (laughs) Like, Ace. Yeah. Ace. Soccer. Yes. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I'm still gonna. Cur- I'm gonna call him that forever now. Cinderella. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> those are the people. Just like I'm so way back in the first place. <laughs> That's like the people way back when the internet, you know, first started calling, uh, calling Meryl Peekaboo. Like that was uh, the biggest rumor <laughs> ever. I, re- oh I remember god. that. See, I remember stuff. <laughs> That's great. I remember. Um, Thomas, what was Which that? Like a, oh, sorry, oh, go I, I was gonna. I was gonna finish off by saying. Uh, the most eclectic selection of Pokemon since Pokken. Because in Pokken Tournament, they had, like, uh, what is the name of that Pokemon? Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. The Chandelier. Chandelier. How did I forget yeah. that? Yeah, they had, like, Chandelier <laughs> in there. And Decidueye, of all people? Like, it's it's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously they're going to have, like, Blaziken. And, uh, I think Garchomp is also in that game, and it's in Pokemon Unite as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just so random just everything they else. they kind of look like they're going towards what they do with uh the tcg actually uh as far as the meta goes mm-hmm. um definitely being a, a tcg player uh almost all of the the ones that have been chosen right now have really been big parts of the meta in the trading card game uh so i'm i, I mean we haven't even seen an evolution on the list yet so mm-hmm. like like you said there's literally a limitless number of things that they, they can have put so into Unite. It's going to be exciting. I think it, this would be such a fun game to work on because so many of... It, it's like it's like having a game where all the objects are made and you just have to plug all these limitless objects in in the best way possible. And they have so many objects. They have all these Pokemon that have backgrounds and movesets and just a zillion things you can use. Uh, not even just for the game, but like for marketing and all this stuff. Like it just seems it's like such an exciting thing to be building. Yeah. I, I hope it all goes well. Uh, I mean, I I haven't seen anything to think otherwise. But uh, it now like now that it's out, I can't believe it took this long for a Pokemon MOBA to be in the wild. Like yeah. it just seems perfect. They had like Pokemon Rumble for the longest time, which was like MOBA esque. It's not like against. It's PVE, not PVP. But it still had, like, the same kind of MOBA mechanics that you would expect, like, you know, um, mobs and all the health bars and everything and uh, partying up and going out. It's like a dungeon-crawling MOBA adventure, sort of. Um, but now, having an official MOBA on the market, it's due. <laughs> yeah. We needed this. We've been waiting for this forever, and I'm glad that it's being done properly. And um, with faith to the source material, too. Like they're bringing in all the hold items and everything, and it's really nice. That it's not just a Pokemon skin of a game that's already existed. It's, like, its own thing. It's yeah, not Pokemon and Smite or something like Stranger Things, right? Or Avatar: The Last Airbender. What if they started? They're like, okay, we have uh, skins for these Pokemons and this or Pokemon, lol. And, and Digimon. Uh, and this one is uh, Dave Batista. <laughs> okay, but um, can Charizard. we give him a chance skin like that though? For real? Snorlax. Like... Yep. Uh, Thomas, what was that other game you've been playing? Uh, the other game I played is a game called Omno. I played that for this past weekend's brunch special. So I made a list after we played Carrion. Uh, we looked through the Game Pass and looked at a bunch of games that I'm interested in playing. Um, but when people were asking me what I was going to play the night before, I was just like, I have no idea. Like, I've got a list somewhere. I don't know. They're cool games. I'll pick one. Uh, so... I didn't even decide what we were going to play until like 10 minutes before I clicked go live. Um, I opened Game Pass and the two brand new things on there were The Ascent, which all I'm going to say is no one mentioned how ridiculously janky that game is 
I'll revisit it in about six months. But cause I bet in six months it will be very fun. It's not fun right now. It's broken. But the other game on there was Omno. And uh, Omno is a game I don't know anything about. Never heard about it before. I should have looked up who the developer is. Um, Way to go. But I'll Om- do it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Omno is a game you can beat in four hours. It is so relaxing. It's uh, elements of journey, mostly. So you're just like exploring this beautiful world. There are almost no words in the entire game. They're like, basically you start the game and you're trying to reach this gate of light uh, that people before you have have reached. So you go through these beautiful areas. You go through um, a a great looking swamp area as the first one. But then you get to this snow area where you get a snowboard mechanic, which feels so good uh, that you can just zoom around the world, which really reminded me of Journey. Um, you get to a sand area where similarly you can zoom around the sand. Uh, you could do a beautiful, uh, like jungly, tropical looking area after that. But the game is gorgeous. The soundtrack is so spot on. It's, it's stringed instruments playing these long sweeping notes, uh, as you're dashing and jumping your way around this map. Um, something that was really nice about it is you'll be in an area and the point is to unlock the gate to leave the area. And you need three of these collectible orbs of light to do that. But in this area, there are five or six collectible orbs of light. So if you want to go and just jump around and explore, you can do that. But if you just want to do the easy ones, like if you're having trouble with one, and you just want to say, nope, can't figure out this puzzle. I'm, I'm going to go do a different one. Uh, you can, which in my book is great for accessibility because this entire game just wants you to relax. And uh, it, it's very obvious that that's the intent. Um, there were some minor bugs. I mean, the game, it seems like the game was made by definitely less than 10 people. Uh, there were a bunch of people on the credits list, but almost all of them were alpha testers. Uh, but there were a few minor hiccups, but the funniest one was the clip I shared where uh, one of the mechanics of the game is you can collect an, a light orb in each area. By going around and interacting with the world to get these uh, little bits of energy. So actually, it's kind of like bug snacks where you just wander around and you're like, oh, wow, you're some cool animal that like wanders around and does something cute. Kind of like Pokemon, but more like bug snacks. And so anyway, uh, you can run around and interact with the animals and they'll give you a little bit of light. You can uh, touch a rock and it gives you a little bit of light. And so in the clip I shared, I broke open a rock and it, or no, 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 I... You, like, did there, a stab type it was, situation. I did a stab. There was, like, a tree that had basically a coconut of light in it, and the coconut fell. But when it fell, it rocketed me up just a mile into the sky like the uh, giants in Skyrim when you're a low level. And it was just perfect to illustrate, like, yeah, the game's got some edges, but even though it jumped me up into the air and I came crashing down on the ground, when I hit the ground, all that happened was, like, a little bit of your light falls out of you, but then you just collect it again. So it's like in Sonic when you lose your rings, except if the rings just came right back. So (laughs) even though that was like a goofy bug, that right there illustrated the game just wants you to have fun. There are really no penalties to anything. It just wants you to relax, explore the world, and listen to some music. And uh, yeah, even though it's a simple game, I think it costs $20 if you bought it outright. 
uh, I would probably pay ten for that and be happy with it. It's on it. Game Pass as well. It's on Game Pass, and seriously, it's a strong recommend. I mean, it's um, it, it's not in the caliber of like Carrion, but I seriously, if you're just looking for a relaxing game, do not sleep on Omno. It uh, was wonderful. It was exactly what I needed, and considering I went into it totally blind, couldn't have been happier with it. Uh, you ready for some information about this uh, game, Omno? Oh, yes, sir. It is from Studio Inky Fox. Let me go to the website here. That's a good name. Uh, go to the website. The indie game Omno is a third-person adventure game by solo developer Jonas Menke. It will take you through lush forests across a sun-blasted desert, across a frigid tundra, and the power of a lost civilization will even carry you to the clouds. And it sounded yeah. like it did uh, when you got rocketed up into the sky. <laughs> it sure did. So, you know, exploration, a nice tour through the through the oasis, and also occasionally being yeeted into the sun, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. Uh, strong recommend. Um, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I didn't even know how long it was going to be when I started it. So to hear that it was four hours, that basically checked every box of what I'm looking for in like a cozy Sunday game. So go go play that game. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of The Ascent as well, Thomas. Um, I was having a hell of a time. Um, every time there was an explosion, excuse me, uh, it was just everything would get jittery and slow down. And I was like, that's the whole point of this game. It looks beautiful when it explodes. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then people are like, turn V-Sync on. I'm like, when has that ever been the fix? It's always turned off. Yeah, usually off. turn it off. Yeah. Um, so that started helping that stuff, but, uh, I was on this mission where I went to this area and it was like, kill the four, uh, mech people or whatever. It's like, cool. Got there. No enemies showed up, but I was definitely in the area where they should be. And I was like, uh, okay. So I just closed down the game, hopped back on later when I loaded it up again, I was in that same area and there was enemies all fucking around me. And I was like, okay, what is, um, so like Thomas said, they were all fucking around them. They were all fucking around me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, as Thomas said, that game is very janky. I'm sure it is fun with people. I did not play with anyone uh, because as we have found out before, trying to get a party going through the Xbox app on PC is a fucking disaster. It's an absolute disaster. Game Pass is a great deal, and I don't understand why grouping up is the worst thing That's in so the world. so bad. I don't it's get so it. so bad. Um, so I was just kind of running through it solo. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, the world looks nice. Uh, I mean, it looks gross, but it looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. Once I figured out the V-Sync situation, because with V-Sync off, I lowered it down to like medium graphic settings, and I was still having a problem. Even though it like uh, auto I, uh, to ultra, I was like, I don't. I understand. tried to stream the game, and my rig is totally mediocre. So it's not like sometimes I struggle to even stream Overwatch to Twitch. I can stream it to Discord, um, but dude, my my entire streamlabs everything crashed when I tried to stream uh, the Ascent. It's just not well optimized at all. The core gameplay is fun. I. It's a fun co-op game. The way you can specialize your character, you basically everybody starts as the same character, and you choose from like eight stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think, man, I, I chose yeah. a bunch of stuff like melee and 
basically to be a tank. I was trying to be um, quick. I was trying to be able to dodge roll away a lot if I needed to. Yep. We had somebody do that. Our third uh, did all accuracy. And I'm not even sure what accuracy does because I didn't even look. It's a twin stick shooter. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh, maybe it helps like reduce bullet. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah because probably as you is. hold the gun down, it uh, over time is less accurate. Well, so we did that. The core gameplay of, of combat and stuff, it's good. It, But all of the systems holding it up are on fire. So it seems like this is a game that I would come back to in six months and be seriously interested in. I mean, I had a good time when we played, uh, but everything was broken. And I don't even want to spend the time to tell you all of the things <laughs> that were broken. Um, it's easily the most unstable game I've played in at least a couple of years. Ooh. Um, wait, wait, wait. That's, what that's about, a pretty uh, big statement. I was like, what about and, Cyberpunk? And it was a pretty broken game, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cyberpunk on PC well, was okay. all right. I didn't have any problems. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, I, I will uh, put out Mr. one thing Jerp about... Said, Mr. Jerp had said that uh, he only had problems when he did co-op, so a lot of the issues could have come from my internet being less than wonderful right now. Which is fair, but I'm not the only person in the world with less than wonderful internet. So right. it's still an issue. Uh, but what, Carlos? <laughs> and so, yeah, you, you, uh, if you could deal with what Russ just said. Um, but yeah, as far as the ascent goes, um, and of course, it's like you said, it's probably not going to help you in particular, Thomas, because of the whole internet thing. But the cloud is now an option uh, for basically everybody now. Um, they open it up a little bit more. So it's not just people that were in the beta previously. So if you go to xbox.com slash play, then you can sign up, sign into your game pass and, uh, the ascent is one of the cloud available games. So depending on your internet connection, you might actually be able to not worry about your actual system anymore and just try it on the cloud. I am very intrigued to see how that will play as far as the co-op goes. Um, but I've been playing uh, several things on the cloud lately just to just to see, test my laptop, test the internet, um, and it's it's actually just constantly getting better. Uh, I right. uh, like I said, I, I played Gears um, I played Gears Five on the cloud, and when I had talked about using the Razer Kishi and uh, a tablet and other stuff uh, previously, Gears Five was absolutely unplayable right. on the cloud. Oh, but yeah. on on my laptop, it was totally fine this time. Um, there were very, very minor and very occasional issues um, with Gears Five itself. So um, I would say that the Ascent might actually be the better play on the cloud, potentially. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely try that. All everything you just described sounds like the solution to the exact problem that I'm having. Um, well, did you try turning VSync on? Uh, I did. In fact, I did a lot of troubleshooting to even make it run without streaming at all. Uh, like Chris said, the first thing you log on, you're like, oh, I'm going to shoot this explody barrel. And then the screen freezes for like an entire second. Yeah. And then, and then mean, you see the end of, oh, I guess it exploded while I wasn't looking. <laughs> it is a surprisingly taxing game, though. It's It sneaks up on you as far as like, obviously you see screenshots and you're like, wow, damn, that's pretty. But then you're like, oh, well, it's an isometric four-player game. It's it's going to have like all these fake textures and shit. No, it it has real textures and real particle effects and all this that's really going on uh, beneath it. So 
it's it's sneaky. Something that's a, a pretty big awesome it is. yeah. Something that's a big bummer for me is it looks great. Uh, you get to play with friends and stuff, but the story is non-existent. To just, I don't uh, care. Yeah, I don't care. Don't care at all. And also, sometimes halfway through a voice line, they will restart the voice line. Uh, it was comical when your friends are playing with you. They, uh, whoever is clicked into the conversation, you see an over-the-shoulder conversation like you would in mass effect or a bioware game right uh, but everyone else just sees the top down and they see the text appear above the person so they can still see the conversation but if you're over the shoulder and your friend just of you they're just in the cutscene, and it's <laughs> yeah, the funniest <laughs> looking thing it's um it's I, got... I wouldn't call that a knock against the game it is yeah. very entertaining doesn't when it's in the ashes do that too i think so yeah it does yeah <laughs> uh i so something about those kind of games like remnant outriders let's say diablo these kind of things there is a carrot that you are chasing that is usually loot and somewhat of the story you're like i would like to see how this ends i don't care the loot is all the same so it does this game is just lacking in ways that is like pretty frustrating as someone who was actually excited to play it like was really stoked um, but what I will give it about the loot is that uh, when anyone picks up anything except health, everyone gets it. So if you pick up a but new I have weapon, that same gun, I eight have the times. weapon too. I have it eight well, times, that, and you just sell it. It's like, what is the point? Like that's true. But what I'm saying is, from a co-op perspective, yeah. some games have you like split stuff so only one person can pick it up, or maybe uh, you have your own loot and I have my own loot, and I might just miss stuff, including an entirely new weapon. Um, as far as like a strictly co-op experience, it streamlines a lot of the stuff that I was worried about. Um, so it's it's why I say that this the, the core gameplay is fun. This will be a fun game to revisit with friends. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll get the split gate treatment where a year from now, suddenly everyone realizes it's it's amazing um, and jumps into it all together. But uh, today ain't it. Uh, yeah. And I was surprised when everybody was hyping it up that no one see no one mentioned any of the jank that I experienced. Yeah, um, I didn't see it. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey didn't mention it. He did go. I really enjoyed this game. Seven. Uh, you know, like he was like he's kind of like glowing about it, and then he was like, yeah. seven. I mean, that's the same exact thing that happened with Cyberpunk too. You know, there were all these reviews, and they yeah. were even using trailers from like old, like any of the gameplay footage. They wouldn't show actual gameplay footage. They would just use trailer footage um, mm -hmm. and all the reviews and everything so they were definitely hiding something yeah uh <laughs> cyberpunk much better game than the ascent i'm just gonna flat out say that fight me let's do it all right uh so let's get back into our party topic this week i came up with an idea oh um, but... yeah it's, it's <laughs> fun no uh but it was inspired by uh, a friend of ours so Gaming at the end of the world. Basically, there's this wonderful phenomenon where it's my favorite thing about MMOs in particular, where when players can see the countdown to the end of the world, right? The beta is about to close forever. Like, it's going to be over. Nobody can log back in. You know, 1.0 will release later and we can all jump in then. But the world is about to completely shut down. Or uh, in World of Warcraft, when I played that, uh, if you're up late on a Monday night, in, in most games, they do server maintenance on, like, Tuesday in the middle of, like, 3 a.m., right? Um, or if something's wrong with the server, 
you'll just see a server reset in the middle of a Friday night or something. The issue is uh, something pops up in chat and it says server shut down in 15 minutes. Everyone sees it and no one can stop it. And so everybody just drops what they're doing and they go nuts. They're like, we have 15 minutes until this thing shuts down. We, we may as well not start anything because we can't finish it in 15 minutes. So let's just go nuts. So uh, fired with this topic by watching our friend Mortis <laughs> Thesaurus uh, play reading chat, uh, sorry. New World. <laughs> he played New World, Amazon's uh, new MMO. The beta just ended a couple days ago. And I boot up chat, and I see this long line of people, most of them naked, and they are crawling around on the ground because the game is hours away from ending. The servers are about to close. And they are just crawling around on the roads all around the entire massive map. And it was the funniest thing. I watched over two hours of that stream of Mortis just crawling around with dozens of other players. And that was such a long snake of people. This I, now, Right? I have a question that is semi-related. Is New World good? <laughs> Does anybody know? It seems like it, honestly. Okay. Uh, as far as MMOs go, it's really... I, I'm not going to play it. I'm not interested in MMOs right now. But uh, as far as like watching an MMO from a not only a Twitch standpoint, but uh, from new mechanics, like what is this introducing to a genre that has really felt stagnant for basically 10 years? Because WoW got so stagnant, it re-released itself, and then it's dying again. Um, <laughs> so it, I, I liked what I saw. I wasn't the one playing, so someone who had hands-on would be better for this. But uh, it seemed like it was doing a lot of interesting things, and I liked the dynamic between guns and melee combat and magic. Uh, I didn't see a lot of magic. I mostly saw guns and melee. Devi, I know that you had mentioned uh, something about magic. Uh, uh, maybe it, sucks. it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see much of it, so I have no reason to doubt that. Uh the only magic I saw was when the line of naked humans was crawling around and uh, a bunch of characters were, like, stacking spells that just looked really cool uh, all over the, the pathway people. that the people were taking. Yep. Uh, so I had such a blast watching that. And, and like I said, MMOs are kind of... They're not my thing anymore, even though I used to spend years of my life loving them. Um, to, to see the stuff that New World is doing is interesting. But I'm not here necessarily to talk about New World. I'm here to talk about the wild things that people do when they know that nothing matters and the end is near. And so not only is it the naked line of people in, uh, in New World, it reminded me when I played Elder Scrolls online, I played the beta for that. Uh, in the brief time I had a, access to a PC when I was living uh, at my parents' house for a little bit. I played that game, enjoyed it, but on the last day of the beta... Uh, you know, we all knew the beta was going to end sometime in the next couple hours. So everybody gathered in this hub, this town where all the starting quests were, and they did a long line of people, just like uh, just like Mortis's stream. They also did. There's this one house that somebody had been. This one virtuous player had been doing jumping jacks at this one specific house for basically the entire beta, because there's one quest that every player gets. And it directs you to go to a certain spot, but the quest marker is bugged. It doesn't send you to where you're supposed to go. So if you're sitting in that area and you've got chat pulled up, 
there's somebody every 5, 10, 15 minutes who says, hey, if you're looking for blah, blah, blah quest, go to the house with the guy doing the jumping jacks. And this person straight up did jumping jacks for like three or four days straight. What Aww. a what a wonderful soul. He and probably so, just left it. He like just said it and then just walked away from the computer. He's like, Dude, well, good for him. <laughs> People use bots for terrible things like scalping PS5s. And this person used one to really do the the good work. And so because this guy had become like a, a pillar in the community of our server, when the servers were about to shut down, everybody gathered right in front of that house and, and there were just <coughs> there had to have been at least fifty people doing jumping jacks uh just because that guy had been there. Aww. And so, like those are such fun phenomenon. They only happen because it's not gonna last forever, right? It only la it only happens that way. Because things are about to end, and everybody's like, okay, we got to tie this up with a bow. How are we going to do it? And they just do some some dumb shit like that, and I love it. Um, but there's that, and it had me thinking of... Well, so when I proposed this topic, I planned on going and looking up some articles that I've read in the past. Well, my life's been crazy this week. That did not happen. But uh, when I was thinking about other examples, it reminded me of stuff. I've been playing Overwatch, and a match ends... And it's like, you know, the round's over and the next one's about to begin. Everybody just jumps off the edge of Everybody's something. like, oh, I'm going to jump in this pit and die. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels right. Like, it feels like that's what you're supposed to do, you know. Um, in it's Halo. the passage into the next round, you know. Right. Yes. <laughs> you can't respawn until you've died first. And so it reminds me when I played Halo uh, for years and years, there's the classic, okay, match is over. Immediately turn to your teammates and just hit them with your gun. Just get them. <laughs> That's why we have such good dance parties in Rogue Company. Yeah. Oh my god, the dance parties are amazing. Yeah, I love when, <laughs> when those usually what happens is you win and you're dancing on the point and then some really mad person comes around the corner and just starts lighting you the fuck up. Yeah. Boom. You're like, oh that sucks. Uh which it feels like that actually counts as kills because it like makes the noise and yeah and, it does sometimes and you hear yeah. a cha-ching and you're like what <laughs> overwatch does that too so if you just won the round and everybody still has their ultimates you just use them because then you get to hear double triple penta kill, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh yeah i i don't have a lot of experience of mmos most of my stuff that would be like and you say end of the world minor post-apocalypse they are <laughs> they are trying to get a group of friends to play a game that is now dead. Like, there's just no one there playing them. I remember I was living uh, with a buddy of mine, uh, and we all had Xbox 360s. So this this will show you where we were at years-wise. And uh, we, we went to GameStop. This is when people would go to GameStop. You guys remember this? Anybody? What, go to GameStop and like play the demos or whatever? No, you go to GameStop. I remember GameStop is a video <laughs> You guys game remember store. GameStop, right? Uh, <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, <laughs> so you would go to GameStop and you would just look at all the used games and you'd be like, okay, well, they got a two for whatever going on. We'll I get... can buy two copies of Fantasy Star Online for my GameCube. So what I did, what I did is one time we were in there and uh, Far Cry Two, which is a fantastic game by the way, um, was available, and I was like, the multiplayer in this game fucking rules. And I basically sold all my friends that we all lived in the same house to buy this, I don't know, ten dollar copy of 
Far Cry 2 and was like, uh, we just hop on. The servers are still technically up. There will be no one else playing except for us, but we will have a fucking good time. So we got in there, downloaded the custom maps, and the custom maps in this game, this is what something that Far Cry in the in the recent times has not been able to replicate properly and or like the actual like like it looks nice right and you can recreate halo maps in it and it looks cool but it doesn't it's not as like charming in far cry 2 somebody made jurassic park which was fucking insane looking because it's all sahara desert like style that's where the uh or it takes place in africa so like everything like has that like kind of tinge to it and it looked fucking amazing and then they also did one and i don't know if they ever whoever this whoever these map creators are that do this in these communities insane like absolutely insane that they can do this stuff but my favorite it was jurassic park was the one that we played a lot of and iron giant somebody made the iron giant um uh uh dump that he lives in not the dump what is that the it's like the landfill didn't he well it's like a bunch of cars and shit what do they call that trash junkyard oh junkyard uh, yeah, the <laughs> yeah so it would always like oh, somebody made a bunch of trash and that sounds somebody great. made a wow, bunch of Chris, trash you need to set your bar a little higher and uh like literally in the middle of the junkyard was a giant an iron giant sitting there and it was perfectly replicated and his hand was open like this and after you die after you play a while and everybody would die some people would spawn in his hand like so like every once in a while a random player would be spawned up in his hand and just start trying to pick people off from the iron giant's hand that kind of that kind of stuff was so fun because you knew that the only people that were on there were your friends (laughs) because (laughs) the game was over like nobody played that game anymore it wasn't far cry 3 wasn't out yet but it was like you know nobody plays this game anymore Far Cry 2 had any of that stuff. So, like, truly... Far that... Cry 2 was insane. You you would heal yourself. Like, and they, they did this in other Far Cry games, too, but it was way more graphic in Far Cry 2. Like, your your pinky finger would be, like, off to the side. Oh. And when you would heal yourself, you'd go... And, like, snap it back. Or you would have a bullet in your, in your arm, and you would push the bullet through and then, like, pour stuff on it. That's how you no! would heal yourself. Uh, okay, this is, I'm about to give a minor spoiler for, well, what I think is a minor spoiler for Black Widow. And if you know where I'm going with this. Oh, no, 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 don't. No, no, I, uh, <laughs> there, I, Chris, Chris, please trust me. Chris, please trust me. I really think this is not going to affect, it's so minor. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem. There's a moment in that movie where someone breaks their nose and, when that happened, I recently, I don't know, a couple months ago, I was eating sushi and I had a little bit of the wasabi and it was fine. Uh, but then after that, I took another oh, yeah. bit of wasabi, but I didn't realize how big it was. And so when I ate it, wasabi is such a powerful sensation that straight up for like two or three seconds, I forgot what my name was. Like, I ate this wasabi, and it overpowered my senses so bad, I literally thought I was going to fall out of my chair. It was pretty (laughs) crazy. Thank you, Russ. (laughs) So that... (laughs) So uh, when... That was such, like, a... a, uh, 
I, I don't know if visceral is the right word here, but yes. I don't know if it's the wrong word. Yes. Okay, it was such a visceral experience that when I saw the nose break in Black Widow, I immediately, like, I, I didn't feel <laughs> nauseous, but I seriously felt like I had just ate the wasabi. I'm just like, that's what that feels like. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because my nose, my, all my sinuses were just, like, so packed up. So, like, I usually, I mostly don't care about, like, physical violence or anything even like i just recently watched uh dread which is like uh an artsy gore action movie <laughs> and i was fine with that but like for some reason watching somebody break their nose i was just like that's the line that's too far <laughs> for me and now we have ethan winters doing that shit on a regular basis in the rest oh of my god events. somebody yeah, really so. just hates his hands i don't know who it is at Capcom yeah. that doesn't like hands but they're just like, this guy's just going to have all the hands going in the world. Everything that can happen to a hand, that was going to happen. Just glue it back on. There you go. You know. Just literally he's, staple it. You've got yeah. magic disease, so it's fine. Thomas, <laughs> I, I think I know some of those articles you were talking about, about worlds ending and, and stuff like that. Because I remember mm-hmm. seeing one, it's like, uh, there's still one server remaining for this MMO that has been offline for x amount of years and it has a surprising number of players that you like click yeah. on, on the article and then you read about it you're like oh cool like That's that kind crazy. of stuff is fast is it rings of magic uh maybe i mean that doesn't ring a bell for me but honestly it's actually common enough that probably like i don't know anything about the game you just said but if, if it's, it's, it's what if i played it's... when people tried to get me in a wow but i don't like subscription models so i it's like so Parallel to WoW is not even funny, except for there's actual real plant magic in it, which is the reason I started playing. Because you know me and my plant magic. I got to be able to summon ants and, right. and snare people in vines and summon are, are you flowers. And poison Ivy. Debbie, are you a grass-type gym leader? Uh, I, well, so here's the thing about that. Yes and no. Because I have, I specifically built a gym team around water for my Nessa cosplay. Right. So I am a water gym leader, but I also have a grass team. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Can there be a dual type? Uh, I'll be the first one. Boom. Another another trend I'm saying. <laughs> like the Shigo lip. <laughs> yep. Uh so that Brink thing you guys were chatting about earlier, that's a real thing. Somebody still has Brink servers going. That's a real thing. So uh so Brink was the game by Bethesda that was like hardcore parkour or uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying objective that. Based, like, objective yeah, yeah, based, objective yeah. based shooter. It was basically if Overwatch had hardcore parkour, except this came before Overwatch. And you could and, customize your characters. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was. It seems almost like Team Fortress yes. with some Overwatch in there yes. with character customization. Yes. So it sounds great. And then when the game came out, uh, just flopped. Uh, Don't I listen to it. these people. It It definitely flopped, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> It well, wasn't so, a bad right. game. <laughs> well, so we've had this conversation before. It's like uh, so what's the uh, we, the the other one, the the Lawbreakers. Not a bad Lawbreakers. game. It just failed. It just uh, yeah. It just the marketing. You know, it was a commercial failure. Even yes. if the game itself was, was quality. Good. Yes. Uh, so we had this conversation a while back, and so then Carlos dug up a link to a Discord server called like Brink Revival. And I joined it. And so I never ended up playing with these guys. But it's an entire server dedicated uh, to every week. Every, these people get together and they play Brink together. And they'll have like, hey, we're playing on these maps this time. Or, or uh, people get groups together throughout the week. But they're keeping that game alive because like, Chris, you're talking about it. I'm like, that sounds great. And like, all, the only thing I had heard about it was commercial reviews. Uh, 
and it didn't do well, and the game just like fell off, and so it had effectively zero players. And it still has zero players on the official servers because the official servers don't exist They're anymore. They're dead, yeah. So it's now offline. So like relevant to the party topic, if people act crazy before you know the end of the world, the end of the world then happens, and then you've got something like this where the players are the ones who, who carry the torch. And so they're like, you know what? We'll do it live. <laughs> We're just going to do it ourselves. And that's such an interesting phenomenon. I played on a private WoW server years ago. Um, that uh, even, you know, actually there, there was a very popular classic WoW server, which seems to be the big reason that Blizzard was like, wait a minute, we could make money off this if we just did it ourselves. Yeah. And then they re-released the game, but that was because uh, the private classic servers were doing so well that instead of shut them down like Nintendo would, they were just like, well, we'll just do it ourselves and we'll make money off of it. But uh, it, it's like the idea that the world has already ended and now you're going into a ghost town like in Far Cry 2 I'm gonna quickly, or in Brink. I'm going to quickly Google and see if anybody did that for Lawbreakers. Um, well, there's a game that I used I to play. So. Um, you're, you were talking about <laughs> Xbox 360. Um, this game that I'm about to mention came out on the live arcade game, and it was just like an instant obsession for me. Um, it's actually the very first video game I submitted channels or like videos for on YouTube, like way back when. So you know, I was trying to be a, a gaming YouTuber, blah blah blah. And so <laughs> I I would put my phone on a tripod and I would record the screen because back then we didn't really have the technology to like do the thing. Capture, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, it is called Monday Night Combat. And oh, it is a yeah, third-person third-person shooter MOBA game, uh, which did have a sequel uh, called Super Monday Night Combat, which was more Smite-like. Mm. Um, but this original one, it was it was it was so 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 much fun. And there is still a group of friends, and they'll still invite me sometimes too. Um, that has they get online because I don't know how, but there are servers still online, and I don't know if they're private servers or not. But you can go in there, and every week they play. Monday Night Combat. It's just like what you were talking about, Thomas. It's just people, this like tight knit set of people keeping Monday Night Combat alive, and it's so much fun. And yeah. I joined them once, and my mm, my performance has waned quite considerably, so I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, I used to be so good at this game. What happened to me, like, dude? Right, because it's like, uh, you know, even my well, I was complaining before. I don't know if remember if we were live at the uh, beginning when I said this, but in Overwatch, it has a problem where uh, Smurfs are a problem. So the ranks are all skewed. So you'll end up playing against someone who should not be They're They're playing way above your level, but they've manipulated the game to get to your level. Um, it, it's that like most of the people around are so good at the game. It's why I'm still a little nervous to play Hunt Showdown, even though that game mm. seems to have gotten a good influx of new players. Yeah. I'm nervous because most of the people who are playing that game have been playing that game for years and they're real good. Uh, and so I imagine like the, the biggest reason I didn't, you know, I wasn't in a big hurry to join the Brink Revival games was because I'm like, man, all these people are a lot more serious about this than me. If I join, I'm just going to be, it's going to be baby's first Brink, you know, baby's <laughs> first parkour. You're going to like uh, log in there and be like, hey guys, what's going on? And then they're just like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah. just get you down like, immediately. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just, just so, just to update you on the Lawbreakers thing, the Lawbreakers 2.0 Discord have managed to get abilities and running around the map working. I look forward to seeing how far we can wow. get it. Uh, that was posted four minutes ago. 
Wow. Wow. That's really nice. recent. <laughs> yeah, it's official. You can get into the main menu is something I saw posted six months ago on Reddit. And then everybody, there's like a bunch of comments being like, is this fucking real? Is this real? Can you really do this? <laughs> is Lawbreakers coming back? Like... <laughs> I, I, that game got a, got a raw shake because they were just like, we're going to charge full price for it right when everybody was going, we're going to make this free to play and you have to buy the skins and we're doing season passes. Like, you know, they just kind of, they flubbed up. It was such a fun game <laughs> too. Like, yeah. So good. There's good representation. Yeah. It was great. The game fucking ruled. Dude, that was one of the representation, first. Um, Road Come. God. Awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, like, there's like one white person in that game. <laughs> and she was just added. <laughs> Dude, Apex was the same where yeah. like the everybody was either a person of color or a woman. Yeah. And then the out of the original roster of eight, uh, the only two characters you had to actually unlock were the only two white men, which was perfect. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they, they came out with uh, their recent character earlier. We covered it in the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, I didn't know their name. Their name, I, I'm pretty sure, is Seer. Still Seer. don't know what they do. Um but yeah, a cool, a cool character, and another, another uh, example of like choosing to have a diverse set of characters because when when you're making a brand new character from scratch, you can make them look any way. So to choose that they aren't just going to be another white man, it's pretty nice, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, like just representation in general and stuff, um, I'm going to actually bring it back around to the topic and talk about um, the Knockout City beta. Uh, so this is kind of another one of those end of the world deals where. Uh, everyone, it was like two betas, right? And so there was the closed beta and then there was the mm -hmm. open beta. And in the open beta, um, everybody, like, there's like a thing where, okay, it's time to clock down. We can't start another game or anything. And so everybody would just go into the games and just like roll around as ball form. Like, because you know, you could turn yourself into a ball. And so nobody would just be like, yes. everybody would just be rolling around the maps just <laughs> in ball form and like taunting and stuff. <laughs> it's so great. And like, you, of course, you have all of these different appearances that you can have in the game. Like, um, Velen Studios is very adamant about everything in the game being like for anyone, you know? And that's where mm -hmm. I was talking about the representation. Like it's, everything is completely um, non-binary. And so everything can wear, be worn by everyone and you can be whatever you want and like skin colors and, and hair tones and everything. Everything is just represented so well. Um, so we just have all these crazy wacky characters run, rolling around in balls <laughs> yeah. and just like taunting <laughs> and screaming at each other. It was just, it was kind of like a weird chaotic bliss. <laughs> there uh in in wow when they would have the server shutdowns that were unanticipated because the server clearly was messed up and it needed to be fixed uh even though like it was peak player time you just had to fix it because you you can't play properly if you don't uh people would be in the middle of all sorts of things they could be just hanging out or doing a dungeon or questing sitting in the city in the bank like typing in chat or in a raid people would be all over the world uh but when they knew you know when that thing pops up and it says server shut down in 15 minutes server shut down in 14 13 12 uh it's like the world is on fire like chat just explodes because everybody knows that there's some impending moment and we're all gonna get booted off the server and just like the entire sense of like the world is on fire, but the consequences don't actually matter is is cathartic because it's like it's like the reason I like so many sad movies or video games and stuff. It's like it's not that I enjoy being sad. 
It's just that there's this catharsis to being able to enjoy this emotion without any negative consequences at all, right? And so it's like you've got this end of the world, but but then what? But then we're fine. There's there's no bad actual thing. It's just an ending. But to pretend that there's like some wild, you know, to pretend that the stakes are high or to just like be able to freak out and pretend uh, that things are, are more important than they are is fun and to do it with strangers. And uh, I mean, it, it's good for laughs. I remember WoW is famous for Baron's chat, which is like this weird toxic area where everybody makes Chuck Norris jokes. Uh, or at least they used to, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but like the the server shutdown chat was like that, except without the bad stuff. It was where like everybody wants to contribute something wild, but it's not just like toxic and terrible. Yes, yeah, uh, which I think is why I liked it so much because it was like everybody is turning everything up to eleven, but they're not doing it in the clickbaity way where they're just like, let's say something terrible, <laughs> you know. Um, so maybe that's why I like it so much. It's it's when gamers turn up, but not because of something bad. I mean, even in Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, the there was there's someone who I couldn't tell you his name, but he uh, was very influential. He passed away, and he inspired the like Dark Knight. He inspired some sort of character, uh, a class in Final Fantasy fourteen. And when he passed away, people lined up in the main city, and they apparently there's like this ring around the central oh, yeah, area. Yeah. I don't oh, know are you talking speak. about? Um, are you talking about the uh, the author of uh, is it Berserk? Yep. Yeah, yep. author of And so to see the screenshots of characters lining up and just doing something extra special, in that case, it wasn't the end of the game world. It was that this guy, you know, his his watch is ended, as it yeah. were. And everybody lined up and did something cool collaboratively that kind of marked that moment as a sort of vigil. And so uh, I I just love that idea in in a world where we can be anonymous and terrible if we wanted to that people choose to take those moments to do something constructive and collaborative and creative uh, to, to kind of mark those moments. So like in that case, it wasn't that the world's coming to an end, but there was an ending and people wanted to pay tribute. But I love those moments. And only because of the specific circumstances that video games give us are those things possible. Uh, you know, when the finale of a TV show comes up and everybody's excited about it, there's energy and, and there are forums and all this stuff, but to have physical avatars in a game where you can do something is really something special. And uh, yeah, I mean, enough that I wanted to talk about it at length tonight, but I love that stuff. I don't want to play any MMOs, but anytime anybody in chat sees a story like that, please send it to me. I can't get enough of them. The last one I would have is, I definitely don't have an article for this because this was uh, an in-print Game Informer article but it was about the ending of uh, Star Wars Galaxies, the original Star Wars MMO before the Old Republic. Mm. And I didn't know and still don't know very much about that game at all. But uh, the article was this cathartic walk through the very last day of this server. Everyone knew that at midnight the server would go down. And as a result, just like you said, Carlos, everybody logged in. They were just like, oh, it's about to, the light's about to go out. So let's see what, you know, see what's here. And it was this story of this person just walking all throughout the world and seeing all the different ways that people were basically coping with the end of this game. I mean, they'd either be doing, you know, out, they'd be outside the main cities dueling 
or they'd be inside like using emotes like you said uh or they'd go and try to just do some wacky achievement that normally you'd never get enough people for but guess what everyone and their brother logged in on the very last day um and stuff like that and that really stuck with me and i i wish i had a copy of that well i, I wish i had a digital copy of that article um uh, because that's kind of the thing i always think of when i think of this kind of topic it's just such an interesting thing to me because people can choose to be any type of way um and and to see how people act in the face of a situation like that is just remarkable because it's generally pretty unique like it's pretty hard to replicate and it only happens when it's on uh, a certain scale and when it's available to uh, a lot of people which is only possible in the age of the internet um so i think that's all i've got we've uh this is i'm loving this but this is also McDonald's. a long show we should probably <laughs> get the skedaddling on i think so yeah uh i think uh Devi, do you want to let everyone know where they can go find us yes yes i do i will definitely tell you when i figure it out no i'm just kidding oh y'all God. it's party invite dog games it's party invite dog games y'all come on <laughs> i know it now <laughs> but party invite dog games it's our official website please go there and check out all of our um in writing articles as well um you'll also find links to all of the various platforms that you can listen to our material on such as spotify and um youtube and uh yeah i mean go and check us out y'all and oh also twitch yeah <laughs> it'll it'll, uh, link you, it'll link you right back here <laughs> thomas you want to plug yeah, that we, discord uh, uh i can it's the only thing that i've actually set up on nightbot oh, look so at that there, there it is hey look at that we're so official now <laughs> uh yeah so this is our for anybody listening to the audio version um this is our first time recording the podcast live on twitch which is exciting so what? this will be a regular thing uh we need to talk offline about a schedule because my work schedule is insane and totally unpredictable so who who knows um you might have to record without me we'll figure it out but um every thursday evening we are going to be recording the show here on twitch uh as always you can find it on anchor.fm and your favorite podcatcher uh but that is the party invite podcast we are your party leaders and we appreciate Woo-hoo. you guys stopping by bye bye everyone bye